this is yet another episode of Media Mommy. This is season two, episode two, and we have 2% Mommy here with us today. What does that even mean? Just introduce yourself. Hey, Media Mama followers. Uh, my name is Brenda Duran. I am a licensed attorney in the state of Texas, and I practice primarily family law. So that's anywhere uh, dealing with divorce, child custody, child support, uh, and my firm also does estate planning. So where does the 2% come in? What does that percentage mean exactly? Break that down for the people that are listening. So I am a proud member of the Two Percenter Club, and the Two Percenter Club represents African-American women who are licensed attorneys in the United States. And this journey, uh, you started the journey as a mother. So this has been a journey that wasn't always easy. I mean, it's not easy to become an attorney, period. (laughs) But it's even tougher when you're a mom did that kind of fuel your determination or because when I met you, Kedron was small. Um, <laughs> you were at the time I was I was a sophomore, correct? And you were a junior, I think. I don't remember. I just remember it being the Alabama game at Prairie View. A whole bunch of issue with me going into SGA's office. But we definitely met uh, sometime in Prairie View. I don't remember exactly when. Um But yeah, uh, I was 17 when I had my son. Um, I actually had him July 6th of 2007. And then within a few weeks, I moved to Prairie View um, to start my schooling. Um, It's been a hard journey. I did everything practically by myself. I did have a support system um, with you guys, my friends and, and individuals that I met along the way. But it was not easy. Um, There were times when I would take my son with me to school, both in undergrad and law school. Um, But yes, it was definitely the fuel to my fire. I felt like I needed to prove myself as a teenage mom. And I also had a young child looking up to me to to show, you know, what you can do when you put your mind to stuff. So Keatron has definitely been the fuel to my fire. Now, you kind of I remember you telling this story and you said you had a guidance counselor who thought that maybe you should consider doing something else. Like maybe now that you're pregnant, you should look into anything other than law. At that time, she didn't know that I was going to law school. She just knew that I was going to school. Um, She knew that I had an interest in going to college. Um, So me, I was a very uh, good basketball player. And so I had a lot of scouts looking at me, a lot of big 12 schools looking at me. Um, But then I found out um, that I was pregnant um, actually at a game where I want to say Baylor scouts were at and I got hit in the stomach and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not risking my child's life over basketball. If, If God has a way for me into school, I'll, you know, figure it out. But I'm not playing basketball. I quit the second half of that basketball game. Mind you, Baylor scouts were at that game. Um, and so after that, I was very interested in getting a college degree. Um, I come from a small town. If you get pregnant in that small town, then pretty much that's going to be your life. I did not want that to be my life. Um, I was a very good student, um, AB honor roll student. Um, and so I sought out my counselor, uh, to show me the way, because as you know, um, when you play sports, the, the coaches kind of help you with that process. 
things, right? You don't really have to figure that on, out on your own. You have people who are helping you throughout the process. Well, because I no longer had that, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And so I sought out my high school counselor and I remember her looking at me and saying, basically, um, you sh- probably shouldn't worry about college right now. I think your son should be your number one priority. I think, you know, you need to pay attention to how you're going to be a single mom. Those were her words. Um, and I took those words and I ran with them. And that stuck in my head because it showed it showed to me that the only way that she thought African-American people could go to school would be sports. Um, she hadn't looked at my grades. She didn't know that I was actually a very smart student. And so for her to say something like that, I always took that with me as a downplay on my intellect. And so uh, that has been a driving force in my success and wanting to become successful. So when you went to Prairie View, how old was your son? He was weeks old. I want to say he was six weeks. <laughs> or actually, I moved to Prairie View before school even started. So Kedron had to be three and a half, four weeks old. Was it hard? Like, honestly, was it hard? Now that I look back on it, it was hard. Um, if someone asked me to do it again, I wouldn't. Um, but there's there's a difference between uh, there's a certain edge that you have about yourself when you're ignorant to what you're getting yourself into. And I was very ignorant as to how much time and energy and patience that it would take for me not to only be a mother, a single mother, but to also be a full time student. I was a student. I was a single mom and I was working to provide for myself. Um, And so my determination to just become successful kind of filtered out all my thought of, oh, this is too hard. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I was truly focused on getting a college education. Law school hadn't even crossed my mind at this point. It was, I need to get a college education. Um, So yes, it was hard, but I didn't feel it, if that makes sense. I didn't feel it going through it at the time. So. It hasn't been an easy road by far, but you kept pushing. You went on to law school. You graduated college in three years with your son, Kedron, went on to law school, graduated law school. What are you doing now? What have you been able to accomplish? Is it that much more rewarding just knowing that your son has been able to see every step of the way? Yeah, I always tell people, me and my son, we grew up together. Um, So he's seen all my hard times. He's seen me from having nothing to having a little bit of something. Um, He's seen me fail the bar exam. You know, it took me three tries before I actually uh, passed the state bar to become a licensed attorney. He's seen that and he's seen my determination and my tenacity um, to go after my goals. So um, I don't remember what your question was, but he's definitely been able to see everything that I've been through. And I think that him being able to see that allows me to parent him in a different way. Um, because when he's ready to give up, I can literally point to moments in my life where he's seen me, uh, push through certain hard times and he can, he can, relate because he was there. A lot of other, a lot of parents don't have that. They don't have their children being able to see them go through tough times 
So when we look at being an attorney, I know it is tough in general, like being an attorney, but being an attorney who has a child who you have to balance a lot. Um, You not only have your son, you have your own firm. So uh, you're a business owner. You have people who work for you. So therefore, you're juggling a lot. Um, Tell me no, that was your question. What am I doing now? <laughs> I forgot. It's all good. Uh, so yes, I uh, own my own law firm. I am the managing attorney. I have attorneys who work for me and I also have support staff. Um, and it has been a blessing, right? So speak about tenacity. When I first graduated law school or when I first passed the bar, I wanted to go work for a law firm. I wanted to go work for a big law firm and make the six-figure salary. Um, But unfortunately, I was never granted the opportunity. I got the interviews, but I was never given the job. Um, And then it got to a point where, you know, funds were getting low, bills were piling up. And I asked myself, you know, are you going to wait for someone to tell you yes? Or are you going to tell yourself yes and just start your own business? Because I knew early on that I wanted to be my own boss. I never wanted somebody to tell me what to do or tell me how to do something. But I felt like I needed the experience somewhere else. But God said, no, 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 no. You're going to go do this right now. It's your time is now. And so, uh, yes, I've been able to start my own firm. And I think all the stuff that I went through being a young teenage mom and having to juggle being a student, being a mom, the best thing that I can say, um, the best thing out of me having my own firm is I dictate my own schedule. So there's never a moment in my son's life that I have to miss because of work, because I am my boss and I do make my schedule. And I do say when I'm coming into work and I do say, you know, I will not work right now or I can leave work without having to answer to someone. So the balance is in the control of my schedule. So kind of just talk to me about some of the things you've been able to accomplish. And I mean, just brag on yourself a little bit. I know that you're very humble. You small town girl, kind of like myself, but you've accomplished a lot. And I think a lot of people look at that and they see maybe now and they don't realize that you earned every bit of it and you're still working and you're still hungry and you're still crossing off those goals, like you're still determined to make new goals and accomplish those goals and continue that legacy. So I hate bragging on myself. It is a thing that (laughs) I hate, but um, I have been able to accomplish a few things. I won't say a lot because I'm still very, very um, new in the practice of law. Um, There's people in this business who've been in this business 20 plus years um, and my successes are nothing compared to them. So I want to make sure I'm always alert, like I'm always a student and not a teacher. That has always been my thing. Like I want to always be a student of law, but um, I've started my own nonprofit organization, Women of Law. And basically, as we discussed, the 2% Club, Women of Law is a nonprofit organization designed to impi- uh, inspire, empower, and propel minority women in law. So we provide uh, scholarship opportunities in uh, 
internship opportunities to women of law, um, minority women in the Houston area. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of, of that nonprofit, and I have an amazing board of women who support me and who make sure the mission continues to go forward. Um, I've been named Houstonia's top uh, lawyer for the past two years. Um, I was recently named super lawyer for 2021. So they do it the year before. So I'm a super lawyer. Um, I've been able to represent um, NFL, NBA um, clients who trusted me with their family law cases. Um, National Trial Lawyers Association, top 40 under 40. Um, I sit on the board of Association of Women Attorneys, um, National uh, Association of Black Attorneys, top 40 under 40. I mean, there's a lot of things that I've been able to accomplish uh, since starting my own firm. Um, But the most important to me is being able to represent people, be able to be that uh, stress reliever um, for someone has been my biggest, biggest accomplishment. And to be able to see people with custody of their children or to be able to say, you know what, you got me through this divorce. I was a mess when I met you, but I truly trusted you through this process. And because I did, I'm much better off um, emotionally and their legal issues were also addressed in a professional um, way. So that's my biggest accomplishment. So does Kedron understand what 2%, the 2% club is? Does he understand? Not only does he not understand that, you know, seeing minorities in these spaces is not common, but he doesn't understand what he sees is not normal, which is crazy to me because he's been through this whole process. Um, I try to explain different lifestyles to him. And he's just like, well, I thought everybody did this or I thought everybody had this. And I'm like, no, we really worked hard to get here. And we really worked hard to be in these spaces. And no, there's not a lot of black doctors. And no, there's not a lot of black lawyers. Just because you know 20 of them doesn't mean that that's real life. So I guess that's a blessing and a curse. Um, He will grow up seeing uh, that these things are possible. As opposed to me, I'd never seen a black attorney or a black doctor until I, you know, got out of Cameron and went to college. So he doesn't understand, but that's a great thing that he doesn't understand. How does it feel to just take it all in sometimes? Just even every bit of your journey, because I think a lot of us focus on the destination, but it's really the journey. Uh, That's with motherhood. That's with going after your goals, your dreams. That's with anything you aspire to do. It's a lot of the journey that we forget about. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I've always made sure of is I never wanted to forget the hard times. I think sometimes we get through situations and we forget. Stay prayed up. Um, Always stay focused and always stay faithful. There were times when I questioned my journey. I questioned whether I would graduate college. I questioned whether I would get into law school. I questioned whether I would be able to stay in law school and pass what we call the curve. Um, I was challenged when it came time to take the bar exam. You know, I took it three times. On that third time, I was really at a point where I resented God. I felt like, you know, why would you bring me through this situation and, and, and not allow me to successfully complete this last step? 
um, of what I need to do to become an attorney. Um, I had a situation where my son was always almost taken away from me. Um, I went to jail and had to, you know, fight that battle. And every time, like, I always question my path and my journey. And I can honestly say that everything that I went through prepared me for this moment right now. It prepared me to represent families who were in very vulnerable situations. You know, I think of them. And when you're calling my office, you're not calling me because you're happy and excited. You're calling me because something traumatic or, you know, something grand is going on in your life. And you really have to um, need help. seek out help. Yeah, you need help. Um, and so everything that I've been through has been able to help me become a phenomenal advocate for my clients. And all of them know that I will go to bat for them. Um, so I would just say, stay prayed up, stay faithful, um, write everything down, every feeling that you have, feel it and, and, and know that it is preparing you for something greater than yourself. And last week I talked, um, with another mom and we kind of talked about executing your dreams um, while being a mom and how sometimes you have a lot going on, but you still can't put your dreams on the back burner. Like you still have to make sure that you go after every goal. And I think that sometimes if you're young and maybe your circumstance, like you explained, you were a single mom. So it would have been easy to say, well, why should I go for excellence? But that's exactly why you should. It might be hard. It might be tough. But there are examples out there that show you that it's very possible as well. I say it's always in purpose, right? If it wasn't in my purpose to become an attorney, I would have given up. There was a time that I did give up. You know, I took a year off of anything law related before I, you know, passed the bar exam. Um, but I would say if it's something that you really want, it can't be a thing that you say, oh yeah, I'm going to go do this. And you're doing it just because maybe someone else is doing it, or you think like it's a cool thing. If it's really engraving you to, to do it, you're going to do it. You just got to stay focused and stay committed. You know, I think of all those times, all when you asked me earlier, was it hard, you know? going through school with a child. Now that I think about it, it was, but because I was so focused on my goal, I wasn't worried about how hard it was. I was worried about solution. Okay. I ain't got a babysitter. Okay. What do I need to do? Oh, we ain't got no food. How do I get food? You know, I wasn't thinking about, Oh my God, this is so hard and I'm never going to be able to finish. I was always thinking of a solution because I was so focused on my goal. And now I realize not only was it my goal, it was my purpose. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. I know you just got in the door and you were trying to get Kedron situated and um, getting school and everything, a pandemic and running a business. So, I mean, it's a lot right now, but thank you for taking time to talk with me and I appreciate having you. Is there anything else you just like to say before we go? No, I just want to say thank you. I think you're an incredible role model and I think that Media Mommy, Mommy is something that we all need, you know, to look at moms who are doing a great job and to just say, hey, there's another sister out here who's really focusing on, focusing in on their goals. So thank you for creating this platform and thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being a part. And that's all for this week's episode of Media Mommy. So thank you guys for tuning in. 
Don't forget to follow me at Brenda's My Lord. You can make your hands up like a bullet for God.